Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are and whenever it is. I'm so happy to be connecting with you out on the road of life after divorce. This is your Drive Time Thrive Time car cast with me, Erin Breeze, and we did it. This morning we got the girls dropped off, and you know... Like I, you've heard me say before, if you've been listening, that always makes me feel just like I already have a win for the day. <sighs> so I hope you'll take a minute and just first have a couple deep breaths, right? Are you breathing? Have you been breathing lately? One of the things that we tend to skip over in general in life is connecting to our breath regularly. We need to make it a habit because we, you know, you're doing it already. So might as well do it with some intention and use your tool of your breath to help like just reset or get recentered, right? Rejuvenate a little bit, rest. Um, breath is life. So we want to use it. And I try to build it into my transition time, right? Throughout the day, um, hopefully you're on my email list so you get my take two emails that I do most Sundays reminding us to even just take two minutes to reset with our intention and our affirmations. It really makes a difference. And when you build this into your life as a regular practice, then what you find in the beginning, you, you have to think about it a little bit more and make sort of make a plan or, or remind yourself, put it on a post-it, put it in your phone to do. But once it's something that is just a go-to, you'll find that anytime you notice reacting, something happens and you're in reaction or trigger or just irritation or impatience or anytime that you're in one of those states, you can go, oh, okay, I'm going to interrupt this myself, right? And take two and reset and reground and recenter. And then I can respond, right, to whatever the thing is. Um, so we can use it. It can help us so much to re-engage with the world from a place of power and purpose and clarity. It also just, even regardless of, you know, you don't have to do it only in response to um, something that feels like interference. You can also, you know, it's just a wonderful way to, to reconnect to mission, to purpose, to what your, your why, you know, in inside happy home programming, we, we, part of, part of the work is getting clearer and clearer and clearer on who we are, why we're here, what we're doing, what we are, what our why is, right? Because those, the, the stronger we are in our relationship to ourself and what it is that we're up for and up, you know, up to, Um, And I don't mean it has to be out there creating something in the world. That that might be it for you. Also, the inner work, right? Like being here to experience things like joy or love, being a beacon of love, being someone who throughout the day is offering unconditional love to everyone you come upon, right? Like that is a greater mission than anything, you know? It, so it doesn't have to be this like, oh, I gotta go create a business or I have to, um, you know, find some calling if I don't have one. You don't. Maybe you do want to do that, but you don't have to do that. So using take two, we can also, like sometimes, you know, you'll notice even when you're working on something you love, like me with, with Happy Home, for example, like there are times where you're doing something that feels a little tedious or um, frustrating. Maybe there's a tech issue. I don't know. You know, the things. 
there's those, all those things again. And, um, and you can use take two to just go, okay, hold on. I actually love this. <laughs> I love what I'm doing. I love what I'm up to. I just need to take two and go, you know, reconnect with that and have a minute. And then we can restore our sense of a deep appreciation and gratitude for the journey we're on and then get back to whatever we're doing. So taking two and taking two is about taking time to have those deep breaths and then to shift our attention, right? It's shifting attention to gratitude and then shifting attention to appreciation for ourselves and then shifting attention to an affirmation that we want to move throughout the day with. And it's just a really easy, simple, but really powerful practice. And like I was saying, once you're doing it just on your own, you'll find that you spontaneously can do it anytime. You can be in line at the grocery store. You can be in traffic like I am at a standstill. You can, wherever you are, um, you can do it. And it's just this beautiful thread then that you can weave through your days that have you consistently coming back to present time, present, present, present. It's the only place that we can fully be, uh, is when we're connected to the present. So that is our little segue, take two segue. But part of what was making me think about that, um, was today I want to talk about things that don't feel like that grounding, (laughs) the opposite. I want to talk about some of the interruptions that we feel at times, the comparisons that we fall into at times, um, really those, those distractions that can come on the divorce journey brought by our former partner, our exes. And so what I'd love to have you be thinking about this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever with me is just kind of using this. If you've been with me for a while, use this as a little inventory to see like, oh, how am I doing in relation to that? And if you're new, just follow along and kind of check in with yourself because one of the most like transformational parts of our work together is, excuse me, so sorry, um, is being able to completely transform our relationship to our former partner. It is up to us and the beauty in this awareness is it has nothing to do with anything that they do or don't do. But this in the beginning can feel really impossible. I'll be honest. I get that. It can feel impossible. And that's okay. Wherever you are in this is always where you are and that's always the right place to be. What we're building is our, it starts with awareness and then we start using different skills and tools. And then over time, I promise if you stick with it, you will notice that your relationship to your former partner, if it's not one that is, you know, um, and right now I'm speaking mostly for if your ex in some way triggers you or you feel like you're interrupted. So I want to talk about three areas. Like sometimes we feel like there's interruptions, interference in our lives because we're still having to work together, you know, related to parenting. Right. And so I want to talk about interruptions or those interferences. Um, also sometimes we, care way too much about their opinion, our former partner's opinion of us, of who we are, of what we're up to, of whatever. And we want to have a look at that. And then the third part is comparison. Often I find, especially in the beginning of the divorce journey, there can be a lot of comparison in particular, if our former partner has found a new partner or has 
is like has other resourcing that we feel we don't have sometimes. And, and let's be honest there, especially because if we have kids at home, sometimes there are, and this is still just, I'm generalizing here, but there are still, um, anyway, I don't want to get into that. I want to just make the point that if there is a differentiation in resourcing, could be financial, who has the house, who has the bigger house, who has the car, whatever, that kind of external stuff that in our materialistic world we're taught has significance on status, on having arrived, on having like being accomplished, being successful, all of that. Um, we can sometimes end up in in deep comparison that is unhealthy for us and unhelpful um, if we're in kind of doing it in either direction. If you're using comparison to feel better <laughs> because you have those things, the money and the home and the car or the whatever, um, we don't need to participate in that. Or if you don't have and you feel that sense of less than, we don't want to participate in that either. So I guess let's just start that backwards because that's what I've already started to get into. In comparison somebody famous and smart making me a president <laughs> was it Roosevelt somebody said like the comparison is the thief of joy um don't okay I have many gifts in in strengths remembering details is not one of them don't invite me on your trivia team and if you want to watch Jeopardy with me you'll feel really good about yourself because I will get like five percent of things that are like randomly uniquely tied to me like the state of Florida where I grew up. I think I got something related to the state of Florida. Of course, I can't remember what that question or answer was. Um, things related to Ireland because I used to live there and studied there. So like random little clusters. <laughs> uh, if it's Northern Ireland and the, the peace process in the 90s, you know, things like that. Um, otherwise, generalized, detailed information about history. I'm not your gal. Um, so comparison, back to what we're talking about. <laughs> Comparison is a thief of joy and it's so, so true and it's so tempting and so normal to do coming out of divorce because let's be honest, we were just in a unit with this other person. The things that they had was part of what we had. It was part of our understanding of our identity and how we were operating in the world. So it's super normal to like, it's like our brain can't help, but we can't not notice those, those differences now. That's really going to be impossible to attempt to just like not notice the things that we have and they have because the human brain from the time we're little, we're taught to categorize. All right. Like, I mean, Montessori school, my girls both had preschool. Like you're, you're sorting, you're doing a whole lot of sorting by size and shape and color and leaves and, you know, all kinds of shapes and things. So our brain is just, we need that, right? That's how we understand our world, but we want to be really conscious of it. And is it in overdrive when it comes to our former partner? Because it can create a lot of unnecessary suffering for us in both directions. If we're comparison to feel pride or feel like see and like spiteful or just like better than like, no, we don't want to be in that place. Cause that that's a pretty ugly place. It's just really unattractive when people are in that space and it can feel good. It can feel good and can, you know, chat about it with a family member or a friend. Um, but we, anytime we're engaging in that, ultimately it's a disservice to ourselves. It's not, there's no integrity in that. Right. And that makes me think of our four agreements. 
um, Don Miguel Ruiz's four agreements. So good to just always live by, right? And it's be impeccable with our word. Um, always do your best. Don't take anything personally. And, um, What's the fourth one? I just said it right now. I'm trying to think of it in the agreements framework. All right. I will have to post this. I think this is like the second time I haven't been able to get them all on the car cast. I love them. Be impeccable. Do your best. Don't take anything personally. And what's the fourth one? Oh, my gosh. Be a good human. It's not that. But let's just be good humans, okay? And not compare to... To make people feel anything, not to be judgy. We don't want to be judgy. That's just not fun. Um, so with comparison, I do. I will say more often, I find that um, we, you know it's especially hard if we're on the side of feeling like we don't have what we once did. We don't have what we think our kids really deserve or need. We don't have what they have, and it's unfair. I mean, so it's just a really big topic, and I would love for you to notice. Where are you in relationship to that? And you can, you know, I like to use our handy scale of one to 10 because it's just like quick and easy to sort of say, like, is this something that's bothering me, like coming up for me? Like, where are you on scale of one to 10? Something that's affecting you day to day in a way that like brings you down, brings your energy, your self-esteem, any of that, because we want to not do that. And I can help you with that. But that's a really important place to notice. Um, for yourself, for your growth. The other two that we're talking about, and I'm going to have to start talking faster because traffic is moving and I'm almost to my exit. Um, we're talking about our former partners. We're just talking about comparison. It's one of the ways that we stay stuck after divorce. And one of the ways that I help so many clients to get unstuck and have a happy life when we stop doing the comparison thing. Um, and if you want help with this, there is an upcoming retreat, by the way, May 20th. It's super close. Be on the lookout for some more information about it or just reach out to me. That's the fastest way to get started because there is a little mini course that you get gifted once you enroll that you can start to work on ahead of the weekend that you will love and will be helpful exactly on these things we're talking about right now. Um, okay, so comparison. The other one we're talking about is noticing do we feel interfered with <laughs> or interrupted right? By our ex. And, you know, let's be honest, like there's especially, well, it depends on the ages of your kids, but there's a lot. If your kids are at home still, there's a lot of logistics of school and health and doctors and all the things, right? Friends and making sure we have same phone numbers for playdates or who's getting the birthday present or whatever, right? There's a lot of things. So one of the things that's really important is to notice, like, where are you with your sense of so first, just scale of 1 to 10, do you feel that you get interrupted or that there's interference with you being in your own flow of your schedule, of your rhythm with your custody and your you know handoffs and pickups and all the things? Because I want you to really be honest with yourself. If you're you know, 7, 8, 9, 10 of feeling like, ugh, this is something daily that's occurring, we want to address that. You deserve to not live that way. It's really a drain on your attention and energy. And listen, as moms, we are already in overdrive when it comes to having to multitask. And there's so much research out there that shows like how depleting and exhausting and how hard it is to get done what we really want to get done if we have constant interruptions. So we don't need any unnecessary interruptions. And often there's some boundary work we need to do to set and hold, not just set, we got to 
There's a boundaries are like a four part process. We first we have to reflect on what we actually want them to be. Then we need to set them. Then we need to hold them. And then we need to notice where there's gaps that we need to like reinforce them. Cause I promise, especially if, if we're dealing with somebody who is used to having their way, a former partner who is used to having things on their own timeline, like if it's urgent to them, it's urgent to everybody kind of personality, or they are just like really, um, challenging in some way. Like, yeah, we want to have, we're going to have to not just hold the boundary, but reinforce it. Because especially if there was a dynamic inside the marriage, inside the partnership where you were the more accommodating one, um, it's going to take your former partner some time to learn that you are no longer available 24 seven or whatever, you know, to, to handle, to be responsible for their things. So we've, we're going to have to, and it's normal that it's going to, we're going to have to train them a little bit. Okay. And we're not going to feel like annoyed that we have to do that. Okay. Cause that's part of what we signed up for. If we were the accommodating one in the relationship that it's okay. We're like the boundaries work is honestly here for us so that we can develop the boundaries stronger and moving forward in your life. You will never again have to be the one who over accommodates because you're just, you already played that role. You're done with that, but we're going to have to train them a bit. So if you're noticing that you, so yes, notice where you are scale of one to 10. Do you feel like there's some interference, some interruption? I'd love to help you with that. And if you've been working with me a while, maybe take time to notice like, Ooh, your progress on this, like <gasps> have some take two times, maybe take five times minutes, right? To just really enjoy and appreciate how much progress you have made that those things that used to feel like interference, right? Or feel like, um, interruptions, either they don't exist because your boundaries are so strong or you know exactly what to do when they come up and they just don't derail you. They don't take you sideways. They don't, you know, you just, you notice it. Maybe they've even, you know, you can get to a point. I love this point when clients get to this, where it actually is kind of funny. Like sometimes the things that will come up, the texts out of the blue in the middle of the day or on the weekend where the kids are with your former partner, it's like, oh my gosh, you can just, you can just find humor and levity. We can always be light. We don't have to be heavy. And I mean light in all the ways. We always get to be our brightest and shine our light. We always get to also choose to be light in response to the world, the whole world, we can choose to respond with lightness, but we can't do that if we don't first move ourselves out of like annoyance (laughs) for me, impatience, um, frustration. Those are some of my like go-tos, right? So we, we want to learn how to work out, like work through that, those feelings so we can get back to our place of like, Oh yeah, deep breathing. I'm centered. I'm grounded. I'm light. And now I can respond with in the best possible way that has the best outcome in mind for all involved. Because listen, if we have a family together with this other person, this is a really important person in our lives and in our kids' lives. And by important, I don't mean we have to all get along or see the same things or not disagree, right? But important in that there's significance. Like this is a big person in this, in, if we're like looking at like the actors in our lives, this person plays a role and we want to accept that and then see the way that this person's role can be always 
from this perspective of beneficial. How can I learn? How can I grow? How can my kids learn and grow? There's so much um, potential here to really orient ourselves in this powerful and positive light. Okay, so then the other one, because I'm now, I'm already off the 90 already, really close to home. So the other one was opinions. Stop giving a shit what that person thinks about you. All right? I know it's hurtful. And I want to support you because I know it's not always easy. And it's not a flip. We don't just, like, switch a flip. Flip a switch? <laughs> you know, what am I trying to say? Flip a switch. So funny. You know what I'm saying, right? I, it's not that simple. But I'm making, I'm kind of making joke of it because it's so important. We have to stop caring. We really, really have to stop caring. This person no longer gets to weigh in. All right. Now, if you have a really constructive co-parenting relationship, deep friendship, ongoing trust with your former partner, awesome. And I'm not really talking to you. (laughs) Okay. In that case, if there's still this like trusted confidant and a person who's like with you, like you two are like have this agreement of being in each other's lives in this constructive, supportive way. Beautiful. And then absolutely. I get that you care their opinion because you You've agreed to care, right? And that person's opinion, they have the, they're thinking about your best. They are showing up for you with consistency. They're like really seeing you through. Seeing you through is one of my favorite phrases and ways of thinking. Like, is this person wanting to see me through, right? Because then, of course, like we want those people that we give the gift of our story and our heart and our trust to we're going to, of course, care what they have to say because we're asking for that feedback and we all want to have a circle around us where we get honest feedback where somebody says, hey, you don't seem okay. What do I, what can I do to help? Like, what's going on? How can I support you? What, right? Like, we need to have those people. But most of us don't have exes quite in that role. So I'm more talking to those of us who have, who have radically different worldviews or radically different ways of seeing ourselves, right? So if your ex just has a view of you that is not positive, we're not giving a shit. It's not helpful for us, okay? And we don't need to convince them or change them or have them one day understand and see us clearly. That's not our goal. Probably that was something that you worked really hard at inside the marriage and that would make sense. But now it doesn't make sense anymore. And I want to help you with that if that's something that's still bothers you because you deserve to be free from that. That's just judgment and it's projection and it's all kinds of other stuff, um, which I can, you know, of course, tell you more about when I get to know you and know your particular situation. But right now, suffice to say that their opinion no longer matters, but often we're giving it way too much weight. And, you know, you might, if you've already mastered this with your ex, give some, take some time to do inventory on like, where are there other people in your life where you're just letting their opinion matter disproportionately? Because that could be, it could be a parent. It could be a family member. It could be a colleague, could be a friend even, but we're going to stop giving a shit. I think there's like a whole car cast dedicated to that. But right now we were thinking about it in the context of our former partner. But if you've already mastered that awesome and celebrate your progress again, do some pad journaling. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there is a whole carcass on pad journal. Um, and then the pad lock, there's like a part two, cause there's an L O C K part of our journaling. 
So celebrate yourself, like really give yourself appreciation for that progress because it's huge work to get to a place where somebody can say unkind things to us or judge us. And we just go, not taking that personally. Remember those four agreements? Well, three, I only came up with three. Oh my gosh. As soon as I get out of the car, I bet the fourth one will come to me and I'll be like, that's ridiculous that I couldn't remember that. Um, I really love the four agreements. It's such a great go-to. Um, you can just kind of check yourself and there's a fifth one I'm told I have to go. I don't even know what the fifth one is. Um, let's learn the fifth one. Maybe I'll have a whole car cast about it, but right now I'm driving into my garage and I want to just say again, check the show notes for ways to connect with me. If you notice that you are seven, eight, nine, ten on feeling interrupted or interfered with by your ex on feeling like you're giving their opinion too much weight and that's negatively affecting your self-esteem, um, or you're noticing that you're, yeah, you're living in a lot of comparison, then especially please connect with me, get on a, on a call. We'll talk through it and then we'll figure out which happy home program is the right path for you because there's so many ways in, uh, to our community. Now there's something for everyone on this journey. And, um, I can't wait to talk to you. So until then, sending you as always so much love and sunshine, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day or evening. Bye.